Hello, fellow Xbox adventurers. Welcome to this week's episode of Xbox Quest, the sweet Caroline of podcast, home for all news, reviews, and segments on the world of Xbox. This week's show, we're going to discuss the Series X UI has been revealed, the official release date of Xbox Series X, Flight Simulator Best Game Ever, and some Vampire the Masquerade news, as well as that Halo Infinite delay. Uh, I'm your host, Adam, and today I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Caroline himself, Jake Burton. You didn't give me the chance to ba ba ba. Hold on, let's um, do it one more time. And it's going to be a problem. Sweet Caroline. Ba ba ba. Good times never seem so good. So good. Right? There you go. Perfect. Good time. <laughs> now you're at a random bar in South Carolina. You've been teleported. Welcome. Just play some wagon wheel afterwards and we're good to go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How are you doing though? I am doing well. Doing well. It is a Wednesday, which is strange. Yeah. But we're here. Delays, just... technical stuff. Yeah. But we're I... here. Yeah. Now we're recording. And now we've got more news. I'm glad we waited because we got some news that just dropped about twenty minutes ago. Exactly. The delay so, was on purpose, people. Yeah. We knew this was coming. I'm tapping my forehead right now. Temple tap. I invented that. <laughs> Galaxy brain. Uh, shout out to Wyatt Lane for the intro music, as always. All right, we're going to go ahead and get straight into the news. The newest thing that appeared across my timeline, and me and Jake have looked over it, Series X UI has been revealed. Kind of just the whole Microsoft UI update in general. So, Jake, we literally just looked at this 10 minutes ago. How are you? What are you feeling so far? Uh, so it looks pretty similar to the current Xbox UI, just with a couple, you know, differences. I think it'll be, uh, it looks nice in the stills. I think the real, you know, make or break when it comes down to a good UI is like the actual navigation of it. So I think I'll need to get my hands on a controller before I can, you know, give a good, a, a real judgment. But it looks nice. It looks like they kind of, uh, you know, Looks like you put your seven seven most recently opened things along the top, and you've got your option there for the apps. And it seems a little more uh, buttoned up and 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 you know narrowed down than the current one, which is better. There's a million options; nothing ever is where it should be on the current UI. So better, I think better. Maybe clicking around it is a dreadful nightmare, but it doesn't look like it so far. But it looks nice. Yeah, uh, just real quick as a synopsis here. Uh, Microsoft says home screen loads 50% faster when booting up the system, 30% faster when turning from a game. Um, there's a lot of improvements, like I said, just quicker, faster. Uh, party and chats are in a single tab. You know, pretty much, because I think I'm in the Xbox preview program, so I think I've seen this for a little while. I might, I don't know, I feel like I'm crazy, but I feel like I've seen this stuff before. But yeah, it's they're pretty much making every 
home page similar across PC, console, and mobile. And it just looks nice. And if it's quick and snappy, that's all I need. Works for me. I've been using it, so it yeah, does. I don't need I don't need UIs to be fancy. I need them to be easy to navigate and uh and and you know, I don't have to remember where things are. Like, you know, simpler the better. Yeah. I knew. I think it was just I mean it's brand new, it just came out, but it's a good uh, I think it's a good update. We're we come a long way from blades. Remember that on the launch three sixty? The blades. Mm, that's right. Ooh. That Some people liked it. Right. I hated it. <laughs> Some people loved it. I got used to it. I think once I was like, I'm, I'm the games one, and then the friends one, and then everything else doesn't matter. You can, you know, as long as it was nice and segmented. I remember you had just hit the triggers to get it from one to the other. I actually don't think I hated the blades. Now I that think- I now that I have the the PlayStation, I think that UI is so much simpler, and you know. Literally, all the top, the last twenty-five things you've opened are right here along the top, and the rest of them are all the way on the right, and the stores on the left, and like that's it's just very simple. Yeah, I like I mean, one side. The PS4 is my first PlayStation I've owned at mm. the time it's been out, uh, so like getting used to this UI feels very nice. It feels weird trying to navigate my Xbox, uh, but maybe the ones UI or the Series X's UI. Make a change. I don't imagine the PS5 is going to do anything different. It'll be stuck with the system. Yeah, it'll be like this. It'll be slightly upgraded, but relatively the same, but little tweaks here and there. So, yeah, Yeah. UIs, fun times. Faster, harder, better, stronger. I don't think that's that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, this is a big one. I don't know why we didn't lead with it, but whatever. Xbox Series X has been confirmed to release in November. This came along uh, piggybacking off of the news of the Halo Infinite delay, which we'll get to later in our main quest. But they're like, hey, we're delaying Halo Infinite. Sorry, it's coming out in November, guys. That's a, Here's a little, uh, a little consolidation prize. It's delayed, but hey, this is when it's coming out. So we have the month confirmed, which, you know, holiday makes sense for November. Uh, it's nice to have it down on paper. Now just give me the price and the date, please, and I'll be good to go. Yeah, we talked about that recently. I, you know, I was at the rate both consoles keep not saying when their console is coming out, and it's getting awfully close to the holidays. I was starting to be a little worried, and then all of a sudden, Halo gets delayed, and it was like, "What? I wonder if they're just going to delay the whole console, or they're just going to stick to their guns and be ready to come out." But they seem pretty set on November, and they, uh, you know, if they were, you figured, you know, if it was worse than that, or if there was going to be any problems, they'd rip that bandaid off all at once and just be like, look guys, Halo and the Xbox are delayed. Sorry, but like, we're going to get them all out to you at the same time. But no, they, yep. They, they compliment sandwiched us. We're like, we know, we know about Halo, but at least here's a time frame now and for November. And also like, yeah, there's no Halo, but there will be thousands of games on this console ready for you to play. And it was like, all right, well, most of those are Xbox original and Xbox 360 games and games that are backwards compatible. But yes, there will be a large library, sure. Uh, but yeah, the, the big launch titles, that's you definitely took a big hit there. But yeah, November. November's cool. Yeah, if it, early November would be even better for me. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need Halo to launch with the console. That'd be nice, of course, but I mean, we'll get into it later, but I don't, there's other things to play. I don't, it doesn't really bother me necessarily. I just like, because I was talking, I think Riku was saying, he's like, oh, he he was 
when the delay first got announced, he's like, oh, they're going to delay the console. I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. It's still going to come out. Like, one game does not make a console launch. So I would rather them not launch with Halo and I get the new thing instead of waiting for the console because that, to me, is silly. But Yeah, it's definitely better, but I, I would not have been surprised if that was what they did at the same time. If they would have said, like, you know what, like, we we need, or I don't know. I guess they're really tying their their you know horse to the Game Pass wagon, which is fair. It's a great it's a great program, but you know, they're more often than not these consoles typically launch with something like that, where they're like, yo, this this thing here is ready, and everyone enjoy. Here's a Switch and Breath of the Wild day one. Like have a good time. Mm. But uh, I kind of I kind of assumed that was it, especially because it's like you know it's the flagship. It's Halo. It's not like something else. Yeah. You know, oh, we we got to delay Forza. Like it's like no. Like this this was Halo. So that was my thought. But I'm glad they confirmed that was not the case. And we're still people will still be getting it in November. You know what we'll get on launch day? Gears Tactics on Xbox Series. Gears Tactics. Let's go, Gears everybody. Tactics. Also, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Yeah, with 120 frames. Wait, also, will that what? actually be out on launch day? I don't know if it will be. Probably. I'm a, I'm will the Wisp. Yeah. It's just an update. It's all good. But you know what? Also, another game that might launch with the Series X, Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator, I assume, will launch because it is out now. And that leads us into yeah, Flight Simulator reviewed extraordinarily well, and apparently is the talk of the town. The game currently sitting, I believe, from what Jake put in the document, a ninety-three on Metacritic. Currently checked, ninety-three as yeah, of right now. Yeah, I, I checked it day one, and it was like ninety-five. So that sounds about where it's going to sit at, at, you know, this far into it. Oh boy, howdy. Um, that's really impressive. I was, so I normally don't give a damn because it's like, it's a flight simulator. Who cares? But then, uh, Ryan McCaffrey over on IGN did a bunch of preview coverage for it. And I was like, I even tweeted him like a year ago. I was like, I don't know what you did, but somehow I'm really excited for a flight simulator game. Uh, everything. I mean, again, look at the reviews. Everyone likes it. I was interested in it. And again, it's a game pass game, so I don't have to pay for it, but I like back in the day. I loved flight sims. If we were talking either, you know, the Star like the Tie Fighter and X Wings or whatever, but even just normal flight simulator, and the game looks fantastic. So I'm about to boot it up on this big boy PC one of these days, or maybe I'll wait for the Series X launch. But it looks beautiful. I want to fly over my house and then crash into it and have a good time. Yeah, that was uh that was one of those things where I was like, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator goes all the way back to Windows ninety eight. Maybe farther. I remember playing that with a joystick on my old home PC before we even had the internet. And uh, yeah, I just you know it, it was all it's it's in the realm of too realistic. I'll crash immediately. So the game's never as fun as I want it to be because it's like you. I feel like you need to actually have to know how to fly a plane to fly this plane. And I was like, oh, I can't. I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. But uh, at the rate it's reviewing this well and it, I did see some some you know people on Twitter and 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 Facebook talking about like hey I went in flight simulator and found my actual house like this is incredibly strangely mapped like but this is I think everywhere in the world actually is mapped on here and it immediately was like all right well just like when you when you see Google Maps for the first time you're like oh I gotta go see what my house looks like from space it's like well I'm now I want to see what it looks like from the cockpit of a plane. So I, I started looking it up on Game Pass and how big the file was, and I can start clearing space because I'm also going to play it now. 
just because of yeah, good reviews plus I think my house is in it means yeah, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna crash into the lake that's right next to my house. Yeah, that's one of those games where it's like, hey, let me. This is like I just want to sit down. It's like a what I, some people call a podcast game where it's like I just want to get in a plane, fly around. Like it's low impact, low stress. Like hey, let me hit up Bluegrass Airport, which is the airport in Lexington, Kentucky. It's about five minutes away from my house. Let me take off. Let me go over the horse parks and over the country, and then I'll go fly to Cincinnati and just hit a wall because you don't want to be in Cincinnati. This is what I say. Depending on how good you are at the game, it could be a very high impact game. Yes. Like plane crash impact <laughs> could be, uh, yeah. But I'm this is this is a uh, so long Halo. I think our new flagship is Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator Gear Tactics, this everybody. Is, this Excited. is the best. This is the best reviewed Microsoft made game or first party game of Xbox in I don't know how long. Is it? I, I don't know. I would have to, I would have to look over the. Because when you get to older Metacritic, it's like, yeah, there was 10 reviews. so And they're yeah, all 100. So it's, it's like, yeah, weird. But it reviewed well. People like it. And it's on Game Pass. So everyone have a good time. If you have a PC, let's wait for the console. If you got to wait for console. All right. Well, I'm going to let you take precedent on this one. Because I care about this game, but I have not read the story yet. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 delayed to 2021. And the narrative leads have been fired. Jake, what's going on? Yeah, so this was one of the games that we saw during the Games of Summer show. And uh, I think we both liked the look of the trailer. And, um, and you know, it, based off tabletop RPGs. So me and Adam's interest was pretty peaked off the bat. But they just announced this week that it was supposed to uh, be you know around holiday 2020, but it has been officially delayed to sometime in 2021. I don't think they gave any sort of a clarification on that. And along with that, the uh, narrative leads of the game uh, were fired like four years into development. And right before the game's supposed to come out, they're, they're letting people go, like not just letting people like random go, like, you know, well, it's getting towards the end of production. So we'll narrow down the staff a bit. It doesn't seem like that's the case. Seem like they all of a sudden fired the, their narrative leads and kept on other people to take those jobs. Uh, and the, the person who was fired seemed to think that when they were talking about, you know, delaying the game, it had nothing to do with the story. Had nothing to do with the narrative whatsoever. So he was, you know, almost blindsided by it. Because he was like, yo, my side's holding up great. We got a good story over here. We're just waiting to, uh, you know, make sure everything's, you know, finalized. And then uh, that was not the case, apparently. But yeah, it was narrative designer Brian Mitsoda and uh, the creative director Kai Clooney are, were both let go. So those, that was the lead narrative designer and the creative director this game was supposed to come out within a couple months and now two of their leads from their story side of the game were just fired. It's like, what? I don't even know what that means, but it definitely means something not good because they're all, it's like, Oh, the game, the game's delayed and two very important people to this game were just released. So like, what do you, I'm struggling to think what that's going to mean for this game and how good it's going to turn out. If that's, if that's how things are getting handled. Yeah, like I would see if it's like these guys were taking forever or they somehow were messing up development so you have to let them go so you can get the thing done. But I don't they're narrative I don't understand. Yeah, I'm kinda worried. I was hoping for good things. I'm still hoping 
But I don't know. That is that's strange to like. Oh, it's like if you're we're playing football, it's like oh, we're the number three seed in the AFC. We're gonna fire the head coach with three weeks left in the season. Like what? Why? What? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that means there's some like we have the benefit of in sports, so you can see the record mm. like three quarters of the way through, and you can see like. Imagine if the games were just somewhere and they didn't tell you about who was doing well or who was winning these games. You're just like, the NFL season's happening somewhere. And then you look up and you go, oh, well, why did, <laughs> why did Ron Rivera get fired? <laughs> and then people go, I don't know. The Panthers must be doing terrible this year. But like, we have the benefit of seeing like, So what does that mean for them? Like, I have no idea. I mean, I have an idea. I mean, something went wrong. And the yeah. game was delayed because something went wrong. And these, I, I can't, you know, at the rate, it sounds like they weren't even talked to. They were not part of the conversations uh, that led to the decision to delay production is a quote from um, Mitsota. So like, it's not like they were talking to them going, guys, what are we doing here? What's going wrong? The two, the, the group of us need to figure out how we make this game come out. And then they delayed it and fired those guys, brought somebody else. They, they had no idea. Like they didn't ask us anything. They just all of a sudden we were not on the team anymore. So yeah, so that's that's not good, especially for, especially for you know, you assume games based on tabletop RPGs. They're you know a lot of it is based on, you know, the the dialogue and the narrative that's being told. This isn't going to be like you know just a random hack and slash with a garbage story. You wouldn't think, but that's how they're treating their narrative director. I'm very a lot more hesitant than I was uh, before reading this news. Yeah, I'm just hoping for the best at this point. I don't know. Yeah, it hurts my uh, confidence in what the game's going to be, but I guess we will have to wait and see. Hoping for good things. I know people love Vampire the Masquerade, so it'll be my first time checking it out. I hope it's good, but... Mm, yeah, I've I never played that system like in tabletops, and I didn't play the first Bloodline, so I was like, looking forward to this to be like you know a good experience in that world and with that system and everything, and I, I don't know if it's going to do what I wanted it to. Guess we'll have to see. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our main quest. Here, Mr. Robo, where are you off to? Stop. I'm already late. Late for what? I'm going on an adventure. And we're going to talk about the Halo Infinite delay. Halo Infinite delayed from launch day until unspecified time in 2021. So that's, like I said, the main, the big launch game, the main hitter, delayed. Uh, just really quickly before we go into this, I do want to make a note that only one Halo game has ever launched with a console, which was Halo 1. And I guess technically Halo Spartan Assault, I think, launched with the Xbox One. Oh, no, man. that was a PC game. It did not launch with Xbox One until later, so that was not a launch game. So that one does not count. So yeah, there's only been one Halo uh, to release, you know, day and date with a console. Still was a big game regardless of that fact, and uh, people were looking into it. Uh, how do you feel? What do you think about this? I've I've got my thoughts, of course, but I want to hear from you, Jake. Um, so... You know, you hear about game delays, and they, they happen all the time, and I'm very forgiving of this kind of stuff. It makes me ask questions, you know, uh, 
like like we talked about earlier with the console's launch and all that, it, you know, makes me think about what could be happening to cause the delay. But, you know, delays are going to happen. I can't think of a big game that hasn't been delayed at points, uh, especially, you know, even close to release. Last of Us, Uncharted 4, uh, everything. I, can't, I mean, literally everything we've ever played. Multiple times. Probably at some point, yeah, multiple times too. Yeah. So, so that part, less concerned about. It was just like, okay, cool. Some stuff's not ready. They'll get it right. Um, it was more uh, the stuff after the delay where people started looking into it and there were the investigative reports that were done. They kind of started to say why then it was getting delayed. That's making me now have real concerns, I think. Where uh, reports seem to say that a like a large percentage of the game is being outsourced from three four three, and that there's a lot of things like there's there's a decent amount of outsourcing and a lot of things um, to like third party contractors. But uh, the report that was uh, that was done that everyone's been talking about by uh, this uh, Mr. Thoreau, I don't know you say his last name. I've only read it, but um. Seems to say that a a significant portion of this game has been outsourced to third party, and a lot of that is also because of three four three has been spending most of their time worrying about their TV show and not Halo Infinite, and that's been very much their focus. And they've been kind of you know not to say ignoring the game side, but definitely it seems to have taken a back seat as far as the things they've been focusing on, and that's not good. That's that makes me real worried. That's the yeah, delays. I can be fine, but like, if I if it, if it comes to light that your studio is not putting emphasis on the on the game that you're a game studio, like your the game you're making is not your most important part, but you know the the TV show based off of your game is getting priority over the thing that should like set the table for that TV show to do well. Like, that's that is alarm raising for me. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, like we said, a lot of major games, especially any AAA game, has a shitload of outsourcing. So that's not anything out of the ordinary. The other stuff about them, I, I don't know, like is it the narrative team is working on the TV show? Clearly like the, the people building the video game are. But regardless, it's like, yeah, I don't know. At this point, I wanted it at launch. It's not going to happen. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with Halo. I'm hoping it's good, just for the sake of people who don't like Xbox and want to use that as an excuse why it's not good. Honestly, I could care if it didn't matter. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't care one way or the other. With Game Pass, I'm like, I cannot give a shit. I hope it's good. At this point, it's like, hey, get it done, and if it's good, it's good. Personally, I, it won't make me a difference one way or the other. I'll play it for an hour, and then if I don't like it, I'll never play it again, and it won't affect me one way or the other. Um, but I just hope for the sake of Xbox that it's good because people care about Halo and I'm hoping it's good for them. We'll see. I mean, it's COVID, so everything's tougher, I guess. I'm willing to give them the benefit to the doubt until it's in my hands and I realize then then I'll make my decision if it's trash or not. Um, I, you know, it's necessary, I suppose. When do you think this delay is? I'm going to guess like till summer next year. Yeah, I late spring. April-ish, yeah, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I definitely want it to be good. I, and not for Xbox. I, you know, if they're making bad games, then they don't, you know, they, they you know, if you're making bad games. Uh, I want it to be good for us. 
like for for me like the halo series has meant a ton to me like my entire life like that was one of the games that i played a ton with friends at halo one the first video game tournament i ever went to was a halo tournament and i got the xbox 360 360 specifically to play halo 3 and everything else built around that Mm -hmm. and i just i want it to come back i want the return but it's uh just every time something looks like it may be going the right direction, it's just I find myself with more questions to ask, and I don't want them answered <laughs> because I don't think they're going to be good answers. Uh, but yeah, I, I I desperately want this game to do well, just because you know I, I have all the consoles, I have Game Pass, I'm I want I'm probably going to play it one way or another, and I'd like to enjoy my time playing it. But so I'm definitely not hoping for it to do badly. It's just. Come on, guys. Do the thing. Invest in your thing. Like, make your number one priority game your number one priority and release it and make it be good. And, like, if it takes you longer, fine. But yeah. As far as when it will release, yeah, you're probably right. Because what does a, a two-month delay or, like, the three-month delay do for them? Probably nothing. Yeah. Like, a six-month delay is probably enough to make that difference. But Yeah, April and May. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I honestly have not looked that far ahead into the release schedule to see if there's any other reason why that wouldn't work out. If there's something else big coming out in April or May, I don't know. But that's just, you know, I assume that's the kind of time frame you're looking at when they announce a delay like that. Mm-hmm. Sizable. Yeah. I'm with you. I just hope it's good. I hope the extra time. I know crunch sucks and that just means people have to crunch for longer, but, you know, hope they get paid and hope the game's good. So. We will see. I'm very, I'm nonchalant until I see the game or maybe put a hands on it with the, if they put out a demo, a multiplayer demo that blows people's socks off, people won't be paying attention to this news, you know, whenever that comes out. Oh, of course. And that's another thing too, is they, they much like Vampire, uh, the Masquerade people, the creative directors for this game were like, like left the studio last year. Like, so they, they've had their own, you know, struggle with people leaving mid development. And then they've talked about, Possibly having to like release the multiplayer first and the campaign later, like according to this report. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's like a segmented delay or the multiplayer will be out in February or March and the campaign will be out in June. I, I don't know, but that's you would hope that's not the case. But at the rate there, one of them will be free for everybody. They're already kind of introducing the idea that this game will be segmented one way or another by the free crowd and the paid crowd. Just one of them you pay for like, so maybe it will almost be like two separate games. I would, if they did like, Hey, here's multiplayer and battle Royal. And then story comes out three months after that. I personally would be fine with that. That's just a me thing. Cause I'll just play multiplayer the more than I will the campaign anyways. So yeah, I like playing the campaign first. Anytime I get a new shooter. Because it gets you know acclimated to the guns and the playstyle, and there's nothing more frustrating than like, at least for me, you guys know I'm not the biggest shooter fan, but every anytime I turn one on and it's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna learn how to play. I'm dead. Okay, so I'm gonna learn how to play this game. I'm dead. Okay, I'm just gonna learn real quick. You're gonna learn how to play this. Game. I'm dead. Like there's that's so frustrating to me. Like trying to learn the mechanics, and especially in punishing environments, like. That's why I like Overwatch so much. It's fast, fast uh, respawns. You don't have to worry about too much. You're just like, cool, I did that wrong. I've got time to figure stuff out. 
some of these games are like you have no time you're dead yeah. you're gonna keep dying forever so like yo let me figure out how this needler works and then I'll go try to kill an actual human with it so I, you know if that's how it comes out then that's how I'll play it but I would definitely prefer all at once yeah I understand that. definitely that's prefer cool. that yeah there's there's two examples I have in my mind of delays for games that are wildly different uh at Naughty Dog, when all that nonsense around four happened, Uncharted Four specifically, with like Amy Henning, like half the creative team like got left or fired. You know how that ridiculous went with Uncharted Four. Um, and then that game came out and was good, right? No one had a problem with it. And then we also have games that got delayed for eight years, I believe it was, and then we got Duke Nukem Forever. So let's hope it's either closer to the Uncharted Four side or just nowhere near <laughs> the Duke Nukem. I don't think it'll be that bad. Still but. waiting on StarCraft Ghost. Oh man, I'm still waiting on uh, Star Citizen. Yeah, the game's been kickstarted for ten years. Anyways, so Halo delay. Some thoughts on it. We'll have to see. We'll keep. Uh, we'll keep up on it in the next coming months. All right. So Jake, we're gonna move on. What have we been playing this past week and a half? I'll go ahead and start just because yeah, I'm first in the list. I've been playing Rogue Legacy Two. A uh, game came out yesterday. A game is fantastic. I didn't like Rogue Legacy 1 a lot. I like the idea of the roguelike with like, oh, hey, here's your ancestor or whatever. I did not like the 8-bit, 16-bit, whatever art style it was. Um, I didn't love it a ton. I do like the, that art style, but that game I didn't. This one is a lot more clear, like cartoony sort of a look. And I've been having a great time awful at that game. Okay, I don't even have the dash move unlocked yet, but I'm getting there. It's a good time to just like one more run, one more run. My favorite character so far, just as a fun thing, I had a dwarf, somebody with dwarfism, and it was my ranger. And then they also did like, what else did they have? They had another power. They had a gravity beam attack. So it was just like this itty bitty ranger that jumped super, super high that just did a shit ton of damage from far away. And it was a good time. So uh, yeah, Rogue Legacy 2, check that. It's early access on Steam. Is that the main difference for you? Just the, the art style took a, made a big improvement? The gameplay 100%. looks pretty similar? Yeah, the gameplay I loved in the first one, it's just, I don't I don't know what it was. I just did not, I couldn't dig that art style. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's just a different art style. There's, I'm sure, I didn't play a ton of the first one, so I'm sure there's more new interesting things here. I just know that it's roguelike. I like all these words. I like roguelike. I like procedurally generated stuff. I liked all of it. So I think there's like more classes and stuff this game, maybe. I don't know. But it's a good time. I think it's better. I uh, also played a ton of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Don't know why. Went back, started. I'll try because they added AI companions. That's why I started playing it. So I have to play. Oh, so I can play by myself. Good time. I'm just like, if I want to sit down, because honestly, I'm just waiting for Madden to come out because I just want a game where I can just sit down and not think and just play it. So I'm just like, let me collect all the blueprints. Let me go shoot John Barenthal. Let me have a good time in this. Uh, Barenthal? Yeah, John Barenthal. That's what I said. <laughs> A near automaton bit of a dumbo. Exactly. Uh, no, Breakpoint's a good time. Uh, another quick Apex Season 6 came out, bought the new character, played a couple matches of that. She's an Indian chick with a uh, minigun. She's really cool. I like her a lot. And then I played We Happy Few because Game Pass has this thing called Quest where you, it's like, hey, kill seven people and We Happy Few and you'll get 100 points and you can use it for the Microsoft Store or whatever. I was like, sure, I've been meaning to play this game forever. Yeah, we have a few fun time. I think I'll keep playing that. I had never played it when it came out. I downloaded it and never played it. I did not play it. My girlfriend played it and beat it. So I 
passively consumed a lot of it just by being in the room when the TV was on and she was playing it. And uh, yeah, it looked interesting. I like yeah. the the three person storytelling of going through the different character arcs. There seemed like it could be up for a good time. Yeah, I'm still in the first uh, Arthur, the first character. Uh, it's a good time though. I thought it was going to be a lot more survival stuff heavy, and it's in there, but it's not as bad. So I'm just like, oh yeah, let me just run around and choke people out and collect some stuff and craft some stuff. I'm having a good time with it. I'll keep going. But that's it for me. Played a lot of. A lot of breakpoint. Probably played twenty hours of breakpoint last week. So, wow. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, so I played some more Ghost of Tsushima. Still working through that. Still in Act Two. Have not have not gotten much farther because I am I am clearing out the map south to north every time I ever I go. Okay, cool. There's some stuff up there, but there's a question mark down here. I need to go get, and I'm just doing everything. That's how you're supposed to play those games. Clearing that map out. That is how I hate playing these games. But this one, it, it it got me. It reeled me in. Horizon Horizon was a lot of fun. Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Yeah, I couldn't remember the subtitle of that game. Uh, but yeah, but that there was a whole lot of map ignoring in that game for me. It was nope. Don't care. Don't care about half of those things. I don't care about the metal flowers. I don't. I don't care about. It. Nope. Ignoring all of it. I am going to quest. And I'm going to find the large giraffe robots. And that's all I'm here for. Hell yeah. And this one could not be more the opposite. It is every time I see a question mark on the map, I'm like, yeah, I got I to gotta sprint straight there. Not even using the horse. I'm just sprinting everywhere. Like, nope, not, not, not even trying to get places quickly. Just running there. Enjoying it's it. a good time. And I uh, also went back to Star Wars The Old Republic for a bit. And I finally beat. My first full storyline in that game it took me a very long time, but I finally beat the bounty hunter storyline. Bounty hunter, okay. Yeah, that was the first character I started when I got the game, and I've been slowly piecing my way through that game ever since, <laughs> without you know committing too much time to it. It's not not you know it's not like it it took me nine years realistically to beat that story <laughs> since that <laughs> game came out, or uh, seven years, but uh, you know definitely definitely took me some time, and I finally beat that one. And now I'm gonna. Start playing another one, starting on a Sith Warrior storyline. That's fun. I got to the point where you can start playing the DLCs, uh, but I talked to a friend of mine who has put way more time into it and has beaten like seven of the classes, uh, the classes stories. And he said that the DLCs are really great, but they definitely like made it with the intention of you being like a Jedi. Hmm. Or even like a Sith, but like, you know, being someone that's talented in the ways of the Force. Force user, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, you can do them. They make it so everyone can play them, but it feels weird playing it out of out of character. So even though my bounty hunter just beat the story, I'm going to pass up on all the expansions and all the lovely free stuff that came with it, like the Hut Cartel and the Shadow of Revan and all that. And I'm going to start working on a Sith warrior do another evil campaign and play through as much as I can. But yeah, hitting things with the, at, at the rate star Wars and, and Disney has looks like zero intention of ever giving us an actual, another Knights of the old Republic game. I will go back to this and keep playing this and probably play all eight of these stories at some point over the course of time. This is the closest we're getting <laughs> next year. We get KOTOR three announced. <laughs> it is a thing. I will. <laughs> I will throw I I will throw my PC out the window if that means <laughs> we're getting it. I don't. Care. I'll I'll get another computer 
That's the life I'm prepared to live for this. Yeah. If they, if they give me KOTOR 3, I'll stop playing all, all other games. That will be priority number one for sure immediately. Don't care. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think I'll throw my PC out the, out the window, but maybe something else that's valuable. I mean, I can get it back once I throw it out the window. I just okay. need to get a new window. <laughs> it doesn't go into a void and never come back. <laughs> no, it doesn't go into my, my, my uh, window void. It just goes into a poorly taken care of front garden. That's, <laughs> that's where it goes into. Nice. All right. So Take we're going to move on to Game Pass Weekly. Boy, there's a lot of news on this front. So, Jake, go ahead and run us through it. Yeah, as part of their Halo delay, I think Microsoft's like, hey, sorry, guys, here's a million games for Game Pass. We apologize. Have some fun. So uh, games that are officially already out and available right now on Game Pass on PC and console is Spiritfarer, which is new. And uh, just on PC is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Those are already available right now as you listen to this. Their games quick, announced hmm? uh, Spirit Fair, which was shown at E3 last year, I believe. And then during the Nintendo, the Indies, Nindies showcase or whatever, they're like, hey, Spirit Fair is out today. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I went to Game Pass and boom, it was up on Game Pass. I was like, nice, because they announced that game as a, on Xbox stage a year ago. So it was good to see that just just be out there. That Nindie showcase, that's some pretty cool stuff. It's just if you have a non-Xbox related, but if you have a chance, go check that stuff out. There's some cool indie games in there. Yeah, and here it is. So that's our stuff that's available right now. We have more stuff that is coming soon. On uh, both console and PC, we have, as follows, Battletoads, Don't Starve, Giant Edition, Super Lucky's Tale, Hypnospace Outlaw, Tell Me Why, which we just saw for the first time at one of the shows last month or so. Is the the don't nod, dot not, whatever, how the hell you say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Double Kick Heroes, Wasteland 3, coming soon. Resident Evil Biohazard. Excuse me? Resident Evil 7? Resident Evil Biohazard. I don't know if that's different. I think that is. I think that is. I'm going to double check it. Well, it's it's coming soon to Game Pass to uh, PC and console. You look that up. Wow. Uh, Coming soon, just on PC, is Darksiders Genesis. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 and Crossing Souls. Games are just PC. Now, I'm, I think Darksider Genesis already came to console. They're announcing okay. that it is also coming to PC soon. That is already on console, but will be on PC as well. The same could apply for Crusader Kings 3 and Crossing Souls, but I don't remember those as much. I don't think yeah. we, we might have said those before, but I don't remember. I remember Darksider Genesis, though. Yeah, also, yes, Resident Evil Biohazard is 7. So Resident Evil 7 on Game Pass. That's a, It that's will be on good. Game Pass. Coming soon, apparently, too. I don't know what the definition of soon is, but... Next couple of weeks, probably. It's soon, yeah. That's a good, that that's tends, a good drop. That tends to be the, the formula. If they put it on their official coming soon, it's usually with, within two weeks or so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Is there anything on this list that jumps out to you specifically? Well, we already talked a little about Battletoads. Probably going to play Battletoads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we talked about Wasteland 3. I'm going to give that a try. Uh, yep, that one, those are the two, I believe. That, uh, yeah, some of these other ones look great. I've never been the biggest Resident Evil fan, so uh, free or not, I, you know, I don't care too much. Spooky, is, spooky. it's spooky. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want that's, spookies. That spooky jump scare the game. Uh, no, I can't do it. I played Resident Evil Zero, and like, I got 
I, on GameCube, by the way. It was the first one I played. And I got off the train and into the house, and I was like, nope, not doing it. Can't can't commit. Have, have I told the story here about me trying to play Resident Evil Remake when they put it out? Mm, I don't think so. So they put it out on PS Plus, and they're like, hey, here's free Resident Evil. We did the full remake, and there's this great game. It's, you know, legendary. And I was like, you know what? It's a piece of history. They handed it to me for free, a remake of it. I should play this. I watched the opening cutscene, and I was like, nope, too scary. Quit. I don't care. This game came out 20 years ago. I'm not doing it. I can't. I got in the house and found a save point and turned it off. I was like, nope, nope. Not even going to pretend like I'm not a giant baby. Don't care. I was like, nope, I don't. This game's graphics, it looks like a literal polygon is attacking me, and I don't care. I'm still, <laughs> still so nervous. <laughs> I give up. Yeah, that shit's spooky. I'm with you. Uh, for me on here, I would say Don't Starve Giant Edition is cool, because I played that a little bit, and it's a good time if you like that kind of game. Also, I tell think me- I own Don't Starve Together on multiple platforms, and I've never played it. Yeah, I own it on, I own it on Switch at some point, I think, because it was like $3 or something. Uh, Tell me why. So this is, you know, Cly, the fan of the Misfits podcast, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they apparently want to talk to people about Tell Me Why, because apparently there's a trans character in this game. So mm-hmm. maybe at one point I'm going to try that out and have a talk with them, see what they feel about it, because Cly is good people. Yeah, Cly is a big fan of our, um, of our D&D show and is very active on Twitter and makes us feel good about the work we're putting out. So I don't know if you listen to this show, Cly, but if you do, Thank you for being a good fan of Misfit Rolls. And uh, if we do opt to play, tell me why. You'll be the first person we talk to. And hey, Mike, our DM, you suck. Because I know he listens too. <laughs> don't, I'm playing. I love Mike. Don't do that. Don't, that. don't do that. <laughs> He's changing your backstory right now. Yeah, you can try. All right. So we're going to get into our Game Pass review from last week. And last week we played Tacoma from Fulbright Studios and Steve Gaynor, creator of Gone Home. So, Jake, how do you feel about Tacoma? Because we both beat the game. It's not. It's about a four-hour game or whatever. Yeah, I completely beat it. It might be my first one I've actually completely beat on the show. <laughs> um, and I know you did as well. So tell me how you feel about Tacoma. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I did, have not played Gone Home. I honestly have not played many of these games that people consider walking simulators. Uh, so, you know, I, it's, it never seemed like something I was probably going to pay for. But uh, once it was free to play, I liked the concept behind the game when I first heard about it. And the, uh, you know, you're on the spaceship and you're looking at like the ship's like hologram logs of what happened and trying to figure out like the history of what happened with the ship and cover this information. and um, it's cool. It's a it's a very interesting way for you to like kind of figure out the story of what happened on this ship and solve this nice little mystery. But it was cool. It um it definitely felt like its story depending depended on your how much you interacted with it because even a lot of the story is through things that the game doesn't even require you to click on or to to interact with. It's just like. There's little things that pop up, and when you click on the people's screens, it'll pull up a separate article about so-and-so, and and there's little mini-stories in there, and depending on how hard you go and the more you look into stuff and try to piece stuff together, the story gets deeper and better, Um, which is, you know, I don't know if I like it or not. Probably do, because I'm the kind of person that will read all of those things. 
So it's uh, it was fun to kind of learn that story in pieces and parts and kind of figure out, you know, what was going on with like the medic who was on the ship and what happened to that patient of hers in the past. That's a patient passed away and she was trying, she had like guilt over it and now she's on this ship and there's lots of little, lots of little stuff thrown in there that if you pay enough attention kind of makes a cool, it just widens the, the picture. It widens the picture of the puzzle as you're putting stuff together. But, um, it's interesting. It's interesting to play a game where there's not really a way to not play it well. Like most games, they have that little bit of like a skill barrier and, you know, well, you have to be good at the game to do a certain thing or you have to be able to figure out this puzzle and the game kind of it just progresses. As long as you literally figure out that you need to click on their screen when it pops up and read their documents, then that's all you need. Um, so it really is just kind of a mild interactive story that you're a part of, and um, it was uh, it was interesting. I definitely, as soon as I turned it on, said, "I really wish I was playing this game in VR." This game looks like it would be absolutely perfect for VR, and I tried looking into it. I don't think they have it on that I could find, but it like it felt like if I was in there and pressing the buttons, it would be a a wonderful experience. It seems like a perfect VR game. Because the game's kind of built with your character looking around your own little mini screen anyway. So if they could, you know, that and that technology, that would be great. But I don't have a VR, so I'm wishing for something that I don't have either way. It's, that was, that was, as soon as I turned the game on, I was like, is this you're supposed to be in VR? Because that would be awesome. And then I don't think it is. But yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, though. What do you got? Uh... So, when I first started, I'm, I'm with you. I like all of this said, all the things I'm going to say, the fact that it's a three or four hour game, I think, makes it even better. If this was a longer game, I don't think I would have enjoyed it nearly as much. It being a walking simulator, you know, quote unquote. But with this amount of time, I think it was all, worked very well for it. I like So, the minute I started the game, I had heard about there are plays where you like go in, of course, not now because there's COVID, but there you would go into a building. And they would play out a scene, and then the actors would go in different places and do their own thing. And then you could be like, either I'm going to stay in this main room where I can follow someone, and you figure out the story that way. And they do it like three or four times. So that's how you could figure out the story. And this game is literally that, where it's like you have a scene, it's you know three or four minutes, and then it's like, follow this person, follow this group. Oh, this person actually is hiding over here at the beginning of it. So if you want to figure out what they're doing, you got to go over here. And that whole idea of actors of there being a scene and they're all separated. I love that. I love that idea. I never got to see a play like that in real life. I would love it. Uh, so the minute the the fact that this game is that idea in a video game, I'm like, dope, I'm there. I'm all about it. Um, yeah, the world's fun. It, it, you get, you get out what you put in, like what like you're saying with the uh, mm-hmm. reading everything and doing all that. I did because again, I'm like, the game's not that long. I'll sit here and I'll put in the time to do this. And I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I like all the actors. I like the characters. I like the actual mechanic of rewinding and stopping a scene, going in different places, doing, getting all the little combo codes. And then the whole thing with the AI and the whole twist of the story, I was like, very cool. I can see this. This is interesting. Um, sort of seems like it could be a horror, you know, Odyssey. What is that movie with Hal? 2001 Space Odyssey? Space Odyssey, yeah. It sort of gives those vibes, but not as, you know, that movie's actually supposed to be a horror movie. The movie's also not good, by the way. Um, 
And yeah, I enjoyed Tacoma a lot. I actually, so spoilers real quick. At the end of the game, you figure out the whole twist um, being that, you know, the company wanted the accident on the Tacoma to happen to prove that, you know, humans are incompetent. We can have AIs run everything, whatever. Uh, so I they was, can cut costs to make a, uh, a interplanetary resort system that doesn't have humans over be self-maintained robotic resort suites in space. And they're willing to sacrifice the these scheme. people. Yeah. And they had the AI set it up to made it pretty much just like, oh, your oxygen runs out in three days. No one will save you. Think it's safe, whatever. Uh, I, <laughs> so the, the, you play the game as a person going to retrieve the AI. And I was like, and of course, at the very end of the game, there's a twist about that. But I was playing it as like, oh, I'm this person. I'm just doing a job. I'm not going to dive too deep. It's not my place. I'm doing a job. I'm getting out. So when you get to that last room where the uh, Odin, the AI actually is, and they have all those little terminals where you learn the backstory, I did not click on those because I'm like, that's not my job. I need to leave this alone. I'm not authorized for this. I don't care. <laughs> and I just got him and took him out and left. And then you eventually get the whole story. So I had to go back and figure out what all those little um, things were. But yeah, that's how I played the game. I was like, I am doing my job. This other stuff's not my responsibility. I'm getting out. But then you figure out the little dog avatar who that is, and then you figure out your whole thing. So I enjoy the game a lot. I would say definitely a download, maybe a buy. I would say I would say a download. I mean, yeah, again, every, anything's a buy if you're super simulators. If you're mm. if you, you know, love gone home and firewatch and these games, then yeah, of course buy Tacoma. But um it's definitely a download if you just have Game Pass. It's not long. It's a cool little story, and uh, yeah, there are fun little moments with the with the little the way the rewinding of the time works. Like there was one where I don't remember what the exact. I think it's after the group already realizes that something has gone wrong, and they're kind of separating to like plan how they're going to get away. And some of them are going uh, going into like cryo freeze, and two of them are going to stay back to like you know, fix up this escape pod to help everyone get to freedom or get off the ship. And you follow two people and they're talking about something dramatic and all of a sudden they hear a crash and the crash is like upstairs or something. And you're like, oh no, something else bad has happened. What in the world? So then you go, you rewind and you follow two, uh, like the two maintenance people who are supposed to be building the ship or, you know, outfitting the ship with all the, you know, the life support and everything. And you follow them up to this maintenance room and they're just having a conversation, expressing like doubt about their ability to do it. And then the one person goes like, well, if we might die, then we should make use of this time. And she runs and jumps in her arms and tackles her into the corner and they start going at it. I was like, oh, that was not a dramatic crash noise. That was a passionate crash into some shell into some shelves, and I love it. <laughs> like that was a wonderful reveal that I didn't see coming there. And I was like, okay, this game had me worried something that I was nervous about something. And if I would have watched in a different order, it would have just been a cute thing like a crash on the other oh, side. Oh yeah, but, I saw them first. I followed them first. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh. so because I did it in the one order, I was like, I have stairs, <laughs> and it was like, oh no, something did something bad did happen upstairs, but different bad. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it's a cool little story. It's it was uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of all I've got to say. It it's nice and short experience. Is nothing really like you know emotionally wrenching or anything. It's just like it's kind of just like here's the story. 
here's the story of things that happened. There's other short experiences that I think get a lot more out of their time, out of their three to four hours. But this one is uh, it's good. I like space. Mm. Give me cool space stuff, and I'm, I'm you know I'm cool with that. So yeah, download. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So that was our in-depth review of Tacoma, which is available on Game Pass. Feel free to give us suggestions for what game we pick each week. So we've decided our game for next week is the newest, hottest drop in the Game Pass. We're going to play some Spirit Fairer. So maybe this game will make you cry because, boy, being the ferryman for a bunch of animal spirits and giving them hugs, I feel like this kid, uh, they're trying to play with your heart here. It, it might. Let a good game make me cry, man. Just give me that. I need that feeling. I haven't had it in a while. Somebody's got to bring me that. I have not cried since 2004. At all? Nope. And the thing that made me almost cry was Remember the Titans when they're singing the Hey, 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 Goodbye. Adam. I'm kidding. I've cried more since then. But oh, I just remember okay. specifically being like, I'm a big tough, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm a big tough teenager. And then I watched Remember the Titans. I was like, oh man, you almost got me. I was going to say, I almost cried like three nights ago because Lame is Netflix on 10 minutes of it. Like, <laughs> I've watched the movie a million times and it still, it still gets me. It doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> Over under I, on you crying at Spirit Fair. Oh. I don't know. I don't, zero probably likelihood is is uh, the over under is is one. I know. Well, the over under is one half. Yeah, because it's either one time or zero times. Uh, you figure a short indie game is not going to cry multiple times, but it could. I'll take the over. I'm yeah. That's all. Taking the over. I'm taking the under. I don't see it. Don't hold back either. It don't might. Oh, of course not. I'm dude. <laughs> Again. We played. We were playing our our tabletop RPG game last week, and I cried. Yeah, but that was a performance. <laughs> was it? That was a master class in acting. Was it, Adam? It's pretty good. <laughs> I Maybe I just cried. You never know. I can't turn it on like that. Anyway, Maybe thank you. Worked. No, I can't either. I, I, it just that it, it happened a little bit. It was good. I'm not that good of an actor, but I pulled it out. There was a real tear. Yeah, you're definitely going to cry at Spirit Fair. The minute you have to let one of these animal spirits go, you're going to be like, oh, man. Yeah, animals are tough. Yeah. Animals are tough. If they make me, like, get really invested in one of the animals, then yes, it's going to be trouble. You're going to make friends with, like, a fucking a, a, a bear cub spirit, and then you have to let them go. Oh. Yeah, yeah look at you already. Mm. It hurts. It hurts to know what you're doing to me. <laughs> We'll see. We will keep, see. I'll, I'll keep a count. All right. Spirit Fair next week. All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Xbox Quest. Leave a five star review. Share us with a friend. Feel free to follow us on social media at Xbox Quest. If you want to join in on the show, suggest a topic, tell us how you feel about the Game Pass Weekly game, or ask us anything in general, feel free to shoot us an email, xboxquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jake, for joining me on our quest. We'll continue our journey with Xbox next week. Have a good one, y'all. And we out.